So, you want to ride a motorcycle? Well, you've come to the right place, because this is the So You Want to Ride a Motorcycle podcast. Hey everybody, this is Chris Geis, host of the So You Want to Ride a Motorcycle podcast, and I am here with the uh, the team that is participating in the Motorcycle Podcasters Challenge. Uh, sorry, yeah, Motor- Motorcycle Podcasters Challenge, MPC as we refer to it, and um, we've uh, in the middle of like week number two, although most people may have the streets they're going to get for this week. If anyone is curious about the MPC and uh, wants to learn more about the people on the team and who uh, most most of whom are on the episode tonight, you can live, give a listen to episode 61, where we kind of went into details on stuff. Um, so you guys might find it interesting. That last episode uh, has had 236 downloads so far. Mm. Uh, doesn't necessarily mean 236 people who listen to it, but at least 236 people got it on their computer and or phone. So hopefully uh, maybe we'll get some new converts for next year. Any, uh, any, anyone have a beverage they want to uh, share or talk about? G4, anything from the, the famous alcohol wall? That I do. I have a Cafe Romano, uh, which is basically just sugar and Sambuca, but it has a fancy and sophisticated name. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, John Del Vecchio, any uh, adult beverage you want to share? Well, the only adult beverage I have tonight is I'm drinking coffee from the, the local bike night coffee shop, Leaf and Bean. Okay. And uh, yeah, I just feel like coffee tonight. Understood. Understood. Jerry? What? You mean you don't give coffee to your children? <laughs> yeah, Jerry, you, you had posted an interesting photo of a nice bottle label. Oh, yeah. I have uh, Matt's. Japanese single malt whiskey. Yeah, nice. So what we do is uh, because of COVID, we do a happy hour every couple of weeks uh, on our team wrap-up call. So we send out these uh, tasting, these sample boxes, and we have you know a bartender from somewhere in the country who's an expert in that. You know whether it's whiskey, gin, oh. and they do like a, a virtual tasting. Nice, nice, nice. If Here's I remember the- correctly, Kampai. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry, where do you work and are you hiring? Yes, we are always hiring. We're actually I work at Sartorius. It's a uh, very old German now biotech company. Are you looking for a molecular biologist with experience in MRSA, which coincidentally has four of the six letters this week? We'll talk. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Brian, uh, any adult beverage tonight? Uh yeah, I'm having a heretic chocolate hazelnut porter. Oh, I think Gina would be all over that. Yeah, I'll send you send some out if you want it. Oh, yeah, cool. That'd be awesome. Gina, you uh, are you doing the chocolate wine? You're uh, you're on mute, I think. All right, I'm unmuted oh, now. Right. I just have a uh, a Southern Tier New Juice IPA for for now. Which I have the other half here. <laughs> that's, oh, that's, okay, that's almost done. So once that's done, I've got my uh, my wild my, yeah. What the heck is it again? Wild turkey, wild turkey, American honey sting. There you go. That's a mouthful. That's almost as long as the name of the podcast. Um, all right. So uh, anybody have fun this week in week number two, or is uh, you're all done already? I had fun. Cool. Anything in particular that stands out? Or Well, as Ayla put it, I was a very big girl. I um, <laughs> I went on the Super Oyster Bay Expressway twice all by myself this nice. week. Nice. All right. 
voluntarily or were you held at gunpoint? <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm not a big fan of parkways. Um, just and I'm, like my comfort zone is 50-55. And then over that, I get like freaky. And then especially here on Long Island, people drive like lunatics. So, you know, you go on Southern State, Northern State Parkway, LIE, kind of take your life in your hands. But obviously I have to do it eventually, you know, and time and again, I have to. So, but the secret is to be for me, at least is wide open. I have places to go and escape routes and things like that. So I can get more comfortable at higher speeds over there. So I was proud of myself. I gave myself a little pat on the back. You are awesome. bringing back memories of when I first moved to Long Island. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the main thing. Just step by step, you know, just keep challenging yourself, you know, little by little. So Brian, you were all over the place today. I uh, just up to Lake Tahoe and back. <clears throat> how long a trip? How long a trip was that? Just like four hundred miles, or no, it was like three hundred. Ra- round trip or one way? Round trip. Okay, nice. Wow, that's seventy two hundred feet. So yeah, okay. It was a little, little bit of elevation. I, I think the highest you can go on Long Island is like four hundred feet. So, oh really? Yeah. <laughs> um, Chris, I hate to break it to you, but I think you're about three hundred fifty feet off. No, no, no. It's not that bad. Um, but yeah, I mean, Long Island is is what, at least in uh, ninth grade, uh, what do you call it? What the heck was that called? Earth Sciences. We learned that Long Island is a terminal moraine, which means basically it's a pile of rubble that was dumped by the glacier that came down this far. So Was the glacier named Robert Moses? No, it was not. <laughs> nice try, though. Uh, anybody else? Any, anything uh happened in particular this week you want to talk about well my, mine hasn't started yet i planned out a route uh early on i was going to hit some you know uh more country uh street signs in my area and then i ended up getting one of your databases and i started to fiddle with that and i said well i could probably get a lot more points if i just do yeah, some okay. sorting and filtering yep. and i did find uh, some some really good, nice, long names. I think I might have showed you a screenshot of some of them. Mm-hmm. And w- what's interesting, I don't know if people people have found this to be the case, but I sort of scouted. It's Two of them are like around where I work, you know, and I kind of have this route planned. And uh, I went to scout it today because I'll probably like do it Wednesday, you know, but a little better weather, whatever. And I got some extra time at work that day. And a lot of times with these big long names, they they shorten them on the sign. Yes. So I so I was really glad that I scouted out this one because it was so much shorter because they've been adding housing tracks to the street. So all of them are updated except there's one, like right in the middle of the in, of its length that's probably you know 50 years old. The sign and it has all the letters on it. Oh. You know. Oh, so. Nice. One out of like 10 of them that I passed on that street is, is all I can really use for that. So uh, I've been sort of planning and prepping and I want to get everything done. Uh, you know, I didn't have time Mother's Day and uh, Saturday. This, uh, the weekends are kind of busy for me, but uh, so I want to get it done, you know, Wednesday. Cool. Cool. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Since you mentioned scouting signs, I will just warn everybody because I found this out uh, yesterday that as cool as Google Maps is and especially the street view, it's not always totally up to date. So I had a situation like that. I forget. Let me see if I can find what the sign was. Um, 
I don't have it here right now, but it, it was a nice big long. I think it was like 110 pointer or something like that. Um, and I was like, you know, now I know, especially if you're going to travel a distance, you know, go to street views and Google maps, make sure you can find a sign. Like you're saying that spells the whole thing out and it's not abbreviated and whatever, which I did. Like I had to go the whole length of the road. It's not that long, but it's maybe half a mile long, every intersection along the way and somewhere smack in the, the, you know, middle distance of the road, I found a sign. I was like, all right, awesome. You know, so I, I grabbed the coordinates, uh, went there yesterday. I mean, it was only one out of six places I was going for, but I get to that intersection and I see a sign, but it does not say what it did on, on Google street views. So unfortunately I, I couldn't grab that one because it was, you know, it had like the end part of it. It was, um, it was an M, you know, it was one of these ones where it's like the town name starts, you know, it was like mutton town, something, you know, road. Um, so anyway, so that one, that one didn't work out. So just something to be aware of, but one, one cool thing, if you guys aren't doing it, that helps is if you do find the street sign that says exactly what you want in Google maps, at least on windows, if you right click it, you can get the latitude longitude and then you just navigate to that. So it like takes you right to the sign. Like mm. you don't have to hit the, hit the street and then, you know, drive it and try to find the sign or whatever, but yeah. so it goes, <clears throat> so it goes. How about you, Jerry? And oh, sorry, someone gonna Brian, you gonna say something? Oh, yeah, that's how that McKinley Rubicon Springs was. I looked, I looked on Google Earth and found it, and then when I got there, that sign was gone and it was SP. So, ah, okay. So, I sent, so I sent the the, uh, Google Earth street street name to John so that SP would be credited as letters and not not abbreviation, you know. Mm -hmm. All right, cool. So, he did take it, I guess. Yep, and then, then that street I seen that uh, firefighter. Fi- firefighter, that big. Yeah, I was looking I at that. It, it was it was on Highway 50, and I was like, "What the hell? I'll try it. Yeah. Like, see what happens." Yeah. Well, I mean, it was funny because I saw it. My first thought was, "Oh, that's awesome." It was like that's that that's like four lines right. of text, more than a Chris Comley sign. And then uh, my second thought was, yeah, John's not going to go for it, <laughs> but, yep, but we'll see. I mean, I, I I questioned it. We'll just see. I'm just curious to see what rule he's applying. So on Highway 50, it's a memorial highway, all of California. So yeah. every county, it's a different memorial highway, right? So the signs are every county. But you could get almost every letter. So, Yeah, I'm, I mean, I we'll see what he says. I mean, it is a street sign. I get like it's so he, an, he already, an intersection. He already yeah. said it's Yeah, okay, okay. Well, no, I know he said it's unacceptable. Did he say like what the rule is that applies? Nope. Okay. Well, we we could check that out. How how about you, Jerry? Any uh, particular adventures or anything you came across? I tried to beat the rain on Saturday, so uh, which didn't work on the way back. But I had to. A was a tough one because you had that Arthur de Guardia that you gave me in the first week. So I found that I can't even remember how to pronounce it. That Indian name, and I had to go to South Holt. So I was almost out at Orient, you know, just ahead of the rain. So, but and there was just a ton of traffic of people go. You know, all the wineries. Yeah. on the way out there so coming back i got a little wet and then i kind of packed it in and then uh yeah i wound up uh on a street sign search on sunday because everything was abbreviated you know it was uh, the rocky point mount sinai and then point was pt instead of spelled out as point so right. i went up and down you know for like a half an hour trying to find a better sign and i, I couldn't because it was just too much for the um i guess for the size of the sign they use so that was kind of strange you know usually uh i've been lucking out so far with finding the whole sign spelled out so it yeah. was just to try to maximize the points because i didn't really think i did pretty well on points this week 
and everything starts with north, which I'm assuming is disqualified because it's a direction. So, uh, yes. Yeah. You know, yeah. And that, that was clarified too. Cause I know it, the John's post was a little confusing. Like he explained what he meant and then I got it. I guess someone had argued that their sign with north was okay. Cause it north yeah. something was the was name of the town, of but the town. Yeah. yeah. But John said like he reviewed it and he just decided, no, if it's northeast, west, southwest whatever at the beginning of the sign that's a direction and you take it off so so that just wipes out the whole list of ends you know that that pretty, have any kind much. of and then i found strathmore on the green on ah. google maps i saw oh, this is great and it was in a gated community so <laughs> i so you had to make friends with the guard <laughs> yeah he wasn't he wasn't liking it you know he didn't want a harley with uh some loud pipes. pipes running through his neighborhood so uh he turned me around so i was like okay. oh god that was my big one for the week uh too bad if he had been a motorcyclist you would have gotten in no no problems right you know um so actually so so uh, john hasn't answered yet on on brian's sign you know what ted commented is has said the sign is more dedication than it is the official street road name so okay we'll see what the official word from john is but uh, G4, how about you? I know you got a couple couple streets yesterday, right? Um, on, I think it was um, uh, Saturday. Saturday. I had a, a grandiose plans to make it all the way out to Pittsburgh. I had a massive loop planned all the way along the Allegheny River, um, going by a bunch of really uh, uh, great roads. And then science happened. Uh, so I, I, I started actually in lab around 5 a.m. in order to try and finish everything before I got out on the motorcycle. And I was like, oh, wonderful. I can finish up by 10 or 11 or 12 or one or two <laughs> and i just saw my uh, plans for the day crumbling in front of me as every single subsequent thing went wrong that could have um and so by the time i finished i had basically only three hours to do a motorcycle ride so i bicycled home grabbed the motorcycle grabbed a few streets in town that weren't too different from what i had planned way out in pittsburgh uh and then finished up science for the day so thankfully i have found some pretty good roads that were about um 90 odd minutes away to the east you know even farther away from pittsburgh than i had intended um and i'll be doing those on wednesday um, yeah, being out in central Pennsylvania, I, I, I'm kind of thwarted uh, by the, the number of small towns because you guys all seem to be in like very large metropolitan areas. And so you can use only First Street once uh, or, or, or North Pennsylvania Avenue once. Um, but out here, when there's a tiny little town every five miles, they can use the same street names over and over again. So all the yeah, high scoring yeah. stuff is like hundreds of miles away. Yeah, I mean, Jacob had mentioned something, right? I think last last week he had mentioned like the town he's in doesn't even have street a street that starts with the letter N. So, yeah, it, it it's a it's a little bit interesting. It's a little bit interesting. Um, so, uh, would you guys do this again next year if if uh, if they hold the MPC? Oh yeah. yeah, I would. All right. Cool. So far, I think it's been enjoyable, and I have gotten to go on some really good rides, but I think almost the whole idea of street names is missing the point, because yep. if you find a really high-scoring street name, that's not necessarily associated with an interesting place to ride to. I mean, for, uh, it, it seems like a lot of us are actually finding these long and interesting street names in the middle of otherwise soulless suburban developments and communities. I think next year, uh, I was actually thinking about this for a while after listening to, um, uh, what was it, Friday's update with all of the discussion 
discussion of the the rules, I think it might be easier just to to do a, a good old fashioned scavenger hunt, like um, uh, take a picture of your motorcycle at a scenic viewpoint, take a picture of your motorcycle at an art museum, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd that's be a, cool. That's a good suggestion. Well, I, I think maybe a state park or you know the cities was good, but you should get yeah. bonus state lines crossing the state line. But state parks would be good also. National mm-hmm. park. Yeah. You know, something yeah. that gets you actually to ride, you know. I like that too. I mean, that- in, all, in all fairness, I could get every letter in my hometown, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, Brian, didn't you give us a tour of San Francisco? Yeah, I did. So, yeah, I, I was thinking that that's exactly what the, the whole purpose of this uh, contest should be. Uh, it, it's like one of the, the goals should be go to a major city one state away. I mean, uh, unfortunately, that doesn't work if you're in Texas or Alaska, but the rest of us should have plenty of fun. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's, yeah. That's, that's kind of how the Iron Butt Rally is, right? Like you guys are in New York, right? Like uh, the United Nations building. That's worth a certain amount of bonus, right? That's stuff like that. An embassy, maybe. Yeah, anything, anything like that should be a bonus. Should be a certain amount of point total. Yeah, it, it's interesting you mentioned that because one of the things I was thinking about is, you know, on the on the one hand, right, the NPC is supposed to be fun, right? Right. But but then when you start involving points and lots of rules to understand, and you know, then it's like if you're a competitive person, it's like, well, I want to win this thing, right? So then then you're figuring out strategizing, you know, how to get the maximum points, and you put spreadsheets together, and like you do all that kind of stuff. Um, but it, it is the case, like, like the trips I've done to Jersey, which have been really great trips. I would not have done if I wasn't chasing points, so to speak. You know what I mean? If it was, if it was not like, if it was just like, go out and find some places well, I could just go around the neighborhood or, you know, someplace, someplace on Long Island, but because it's like, all right, I want to get the maximum points while that happened to take me to such and such place in, in New Jersey. So to that degree, it, it does get me to go places, you know, I might not otherwise, but, but. But John, G4, I do like your your idea about, you know, like a scavenger hunt kind of thing, like a, a variety, not just towns or streets, but, you know, I don't know, maybe it's more work for the admins, but we'll, we'll see. Maybe yeah, we'll throw it out there. I'm, they usually do like a, like the, the last show for the MPC. People can get on and give suggestions they have and or the admin, you know, will contact you and, and ask you for ideas and stuff. You, you could do something like uh, Olympic sites, right? Like, so I was past. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Squaw Valley, they had the big Olympic thing there. Like mm-hmm. you go with Lake Placid. Like yeah. there's all these sites around the country that are in points of interest that would be kind of cool to document for people, you know? Yeah. 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 How about like a historic World's Fair site? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like in Queens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like one it. of those. I like, hey, John, can we have that? <laughs> John, can we have that? The only time that gets difficult is like the four of us, I think, are on Long Island. You know, so you're getting into limited. Right. So as as a team, it's fine. Yeah. But like if if the if yeah, if the Long Islanders on the team were competing for points, then yeah, it's it's a little rough because I I know a bunch of us are doubling up or whatever, tripling up on stuff. I know uh, Jerry, you and uh, Glenn Glenn, have gone to a bunch of places and I know he was out riding today and he was, I think, grabbing ones that you got and ones that Gene and I got. Yeah, which is fine. You know, it's it's totally, totally allowable. But and in fact, it's it's interesting because you know, I, I posted the two I got today because they're Long Island and I'm not too concerned that Chris Comley is going to come over here and grab them or Ted's going to come over here and grab them. <laughs> um, so the, this four that I was going to just hold on to till the end of the week. But then I saw Chris Comley today posted something, a place that I went yesterday 
And then I noticed in his comment, he said, oh, I forgot to post this yesterday. So he was there yesterday as well. But evidently a little earlier, I could tell by the rain in his video, I got there after the rain had stopped. So it's just kind of <laughs> just kind of funny how that works. You know, people, whatever. I, I don't know how those guys, I don't know how Ted and Chris are finding their streets, but they're, they're finding some pretty good ones. Like, I don't, I don't think, I don't think they're doing the database thing, but I could be mistaken. Uh, and maybe one of the scavenger hunt items should be to meet up uh, in person with somebody else Another, in the contest. I mean, yeah. obviously it wouldn't work in 2020 or 2021, but mm. well, you can, you can wear masks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was one part of it for me that has been a lot of fun. I mean, how many people have we met up with from this challenge already? Yeah. Now, Brian, we met up with, we met up with someone else in California. We met up with how many people in, in, um, Alabama. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you yeah. know, not during the course of the contest, but like previously? Um, either kind after, I know one point was to collect the trophy. Um, we met up in Alabama and for that. And then Brian, we met when we just were going to vacation in California. We met up with him and um, another person. I don't know his name, but from the podcast. Oh, Larry, Larry, <laughs> Mr. Larry okay. Lanes. Okay. <clears throat> Which I don't know. Brian, did you listen to the, the the most recent Throttle podcast? I haven't listened yet, but I did. They okay they ended it. It's yeah. okay. I had that. Yeah. I had that feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Last um, night. Yeah. Yeah. I I I knew it was a possibility, but they didn't tell me it was going to be the last one. If huh. if I had known, I might have made more effort to jump jump <laughs> on. But it was just kind of a full day of riding yesterday, and then Mother's Day we were just kind of hanging out and you know whatnot. But uh, yeah, Wait, so first another another one, like another one, another one's out. Yeah. I, you know, I think you just, I get, I mean, I'm only at the, what, what, this is six episode 62. I mean, throttled was two, was a two ninety seven was their last one. And I think uh loud pipes was similar. Chris, this community depends on you. We're losing podcasts left I and right. I no pressure. Pressure. <laughs> well, you know, what's, what's ironic too, is it's largely because of loud pipes and throttled that I started this one. You know, they're, they're kind of the, the first ones I found and I learned a ton and I got to know those guys and I was like, okay, maybe I'd like, to, you know, I'd, I'd like to try this too. And then I got tips both from, you know, from, uh, from Rich and from, uh, from Kevin. So anyway, yeah, right. so we'll, we'll see what they'll go on to. What's that creative and creative writings a spinoff from, uh, uh, the recycle moto podcast, you know? So, okay. Yeah. 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 So that's kind of what it's off from. Yeah. So, I mean, there's, there's a couple still going strong. I mean, motorcycles and misfits, I think is still, I don't, I haven't listened recently, but I think they're still rocking and rolling and, and yeah, they're really doing some video stuff and whatnot. So and then right. photo and then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Chris, uh, one podcaster to another. Don't do what I do and put out only one episode every eight months. It's apparently not good for the algorithm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, that's whatever. Well, not whatever, but yes, I mean, that is a thing. You do, you do possibly lose listeners. You know, like it's definitely like you know my like the number of downloads or whatever definitely has dropped off. And I know even Kevin had mentioned with Throttle, you know, just like if they weren't coming out on a weekly basis, you see the numbers drop. But you know, it's like G four. I, I think you like me you're not making a fortune doing your podcast right so i kind of look at you know it's like when you can do a podcast and people can benefit awesome right otherwise yeah, so it goes um all right next question um everyone clear on the flash challenge like what that's all about um jerry i don't think you did you do it you didn't get no. into it couldn't think uh, of where a, i could find a pinball machine on mother's day oh <laughs> uh, yeah 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 john what about you um yeah i just i was in the middle of ch doing the different updating my 
roots and I said, I'll, I'll think about this later if I get time. And then I really have it. I've been focused more on getting the street names. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, Jeff, so I know you, you, you found Is it like you could do that instead of the street names? Is that the. No, so basically what it is, it's it's a way of getting bonus points. And historically, I think what they explained on the last uh, MPC, like little thing on uh, was a Friday night, was historically it came about because the first couple of challenges, there were teams that kind of had fallen behind in the points. And by the time they got to week two, it's like we're so far behind. What's the point? We're not going to, we can't win it. So it was like, okay, well, let's have this flash challenge thing where, you know, the riders and the teams have a limited amount of time to complete it. And then you get some kind of bonus for, for, for doing that. It ends up pretty much everybody does it. So like, even if you're behind in the points, you're still going to be behind in the points, but it's kind of a nice idea. But so, so basically what it is um, like this, this year, what it is. So if you completed the flash challenge by nine o'clock tonight, I think it was Eastern time, then you get to, for the, for the streets you submit this week, you get to pick which letter is going to have double the points it normally oh. would have. So, okay. you know, for the individual rider, it can help, you know, it would boost your points. And then obviously yeah. for the team, it'll, it'll boost points. So, and John told me that, you know, as the team captain, so what I can, I, I can pick a letter that's best for the team and then a letter, a different letter, if I want, that's best for mm-hmm. me, you know, for, for my streets. So. Very but, subtly uh, recommend the letter S circa wednesday (laughs) yeah i think i have until thursday until the cutoff time to to pick so uh well actually so so here's a tip for anyone that wants to be bothered um if you did the flash challenge and you want to figure out which letter you want to use if you if you if you're using my spreadsheets right you take the point scoring one one of the sheets has the points for each letter. So what you could do is so you've got your names entered on the first sheet and then you go to the second sheet and you take each letter you're thinking about doubling and actually double it. And then you'll see what the score would be, you know, for the streets that you've entered. So hold on, wait a second. It's not uh, like a a street letter. It's just a singular letter going within the the numbers. It's 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 yeah. You, you pick one letter of the alphabet that you want to double the points for. And that's and it will not- apply. It'll apply every place and every street that has that letter. Now I need to find a street with like thirty-four A's. There we go. <laughs> well, but the problem is A is only what three points, right? Three so, points. Yeah. You know, as right. opposed to if you have a Q or a Z, that's got you know, like one of our team things. Actually, was this uh, one of the ones that Brian found? Right. The yeah, I got that Frank uh, Ralph Ralph whatever out on Alameda Island. You sent me Ralph App. Bizarro Memorial, right? So we've got two Z's in there. So, you know, whatever, that, that might be a good candidate. Um, I haven't, I'm not sure yet, like the way things are so far, which, like whose streets I'm going to be taking, but like I've got one with a Q and a Y. Actually, this is the same one that Chris Comley got, the Squanacum Yellow Brook Road. <laughs> so, yeah, it's all right. So we'll have to see on that. So uh, that, I'll send you my uh, predicted streets uh, so that you can plan ahead of time. Cause I think either Q or Y would actually be fairly uh, good. Okay. Yeah. That, that would be good. And actually if we, if we have time before we wrap it up, maybe I'll go through where we're kind of at so far and you guys can let me know if you think you're going to get a street that's higher points than, than what we've got so far. Yeah. Like over, over where G4 is at, mm-hmm. you should have street names with Sasquahanna in it all the, all over <laughs> Yeah, Susquehanna actually, Valley Mall. Ooh, you know, Road. that's, that's not, what I'm planning. That's not a bad idea. Greater Susquehanna. 
But I'll tell you what, actually, since I since I mentioned it, let me actually go look in here and see. You guys can you guys can chat among yourselves about something relatively related to the MPC. Well, let me just sort this list and see where we're at. Well, so I know the yeah, last challenges was kind of like a scavenger hunt last time, not last year because we didn't do it last year, but the year before. That to me was more fun. Like you said, it was like go find this, you know. And we and we took. I remember one of the things we used was the um, the giant Indian in Massapequa. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. You yeah, know, anyone right. who lives on Long Island has seen that thing. Wasn't the uh-huh. first year like talking to a person? Oh, how pre twenty twenty. Yeah. Oh yeah, that that was yeah the thing about um, yeah find a a first responder and thank them. Yeah, but then they stopped doing that. Um, I guess I don't know either because some people didn't want to talk to people or whatever it was. But just the other things was finding different things. It was more of a scavenger hunt. It was fun, like you mm-hmm. said, instead of finding letters or this or that. You know, I had fun doing. The flash it's, it's, I didn't get one this week. But. It's the same thing. It's pinball machine. The last time it was that uh, amusement ride, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep, yep, but yep. That, <laughs> I had fun with that one, though, too. <laughs> yeah, finding uh, a pinball machine for me was uh, pretty unique. So there's one place in town that actually has pinball machines, uh, and it is a, a combination arcade, vinyl record store, uh, coffee shop, and hookah lounge. Now, um, answer me how all four of those things fit under the same roof, but okay, apparently they do. Um, But in order to uh, get the challenge, I walked in like in full moto gear, and the fact that it was uh, in the basement and very dark, it literally looked like I was, I don't know, an astronaut stepping down uh, the the stairs. It's like... May I see your pinball machine? <laughs> I, I felt a little bit self-conscious. <laughs> Just a little. Hey, hey, Brian, did uh, did your McKinney one get accepted? Uh, yeah, I did. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Cool. Okay. Yeah, so I got right. accepted, but it's not Springs, so they got McKinney Rubicon SP. Oh, okay. Because it's abbreviated, so. Oh, bummer. Okay. Well, you were saying that earlier, I think, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Well, that's yeah. still. I was going to go to, um, I think there was a, highest, actually yeah. a bar by us that I had a pinball machine and I was going to run out before, you know, dinner. And I ran upstairs to put my gear on and I'm struggling getting my gear on. And I said, what am I doing? The whole purpose of this is to have fun and get out and ride. And I'm all I'm going to do is sit here and get frustrated and throw gear on to get a pinball machine. And I stopped and mm-hmm. said, no. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I wasn't really going to have a good ride. I should have done it Sunday when I was out. I just, I, I forgot that we only had until today to do it. I thought I was thinking the whole week. So now I know next time. Which, which, I mean, maybe that's a suggestion for them, you know, just, hey, you know, just make that bonus thing like it's good all week. You know, they might go for it. I mean, it's fine to make it a flash challenge to make it a short term thing. I just forgot, you know, it's not necessarily... I think that doing the numbers on Friday night is a pain in the neck. I think it should definitely, like you said, be like a Monday night and then you have all week to figure it out. And mm-hmm. then, you know, like I'm a weekend rider and I don't really get to ride during the week. So it's yeah. hard putting yeah. everything together on Friday night and then trying to get out Saturday and Sunday. You know, and it was Mother's Day. Um, fortunately, I didn't have other obligations this year, but, you know, other times I do. I just spent the day by myself on my bike, mostly for Mother's Day. 
Mm -hmm. That's right. exactly the same problem that I had on Saturday. Uh, while I was trying to wait for my science things to finish, I, I was assembling a list of all of the counties that I was at least planning to drive through uh, from Chris's master list. And then I was trying to organize them by point value and delete all the letters to, that didn't matter. And so uh, 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 around Saturday afternoon, I ended up not only struggling with all the science that was falling apart, I had to sweep a small puddle of what was formerly computer off my desk because the poor thing <laughs> melted with the processing capacity. Yeah. I could imagine. Yeah. So if I only do like one or two county trips, not eight. Yeah. All right. So let me just do a quick total here. Oh, come on. Yeah. Saturday's um, the day I like to get out. So after they do the numbers on Friday, I'm down here till like midnight uh -huh. trying to plan out my Saturday ride. Yep. You know, because like Eugene, I, during the week is tough, you know, to come home from work and, you know, put the gear on and. If, if it's frustrating and, you know, then you don't want to do it, you know, at least Saturday, you know, I have big part of the day where my wife's like, just go. And, and, and that's, that's when I try to enjoy it, you know? Yeah. Yep. Definitely. All right. So if I did this correctly, so, so far the team is at 582 points for the week. So that's not too bad. Um, I forget what we had last week. I could pull it up Was in it a second. Four? 90 no it was five ish oh well, maybe it was just shy of five i thought it was what is your high school uh, you know i tests? could i, I could, wrote them uh, down for you uh yeah but then i'd have to oh actually i'm sorry yeah yeah okay cool um we were at 540 for last week so okay. all right so we're up 42 points for this week so um I, i'll tell you i won't necessarily mention street names um just because who knows who's going to listen to this but um, <laughs> uh prior to but all right so i have the top a so far at 93 points so if anybody thinks you can you grab win. an a that's higher let me know um i also got the highest f for 103 uh brian got the highest m for 85 uh gene and i got the highest n for 62 brian is kicking ass with his r which is 128 um and then wow. i grabbed i can tell you this one because calmly got it already this quanakum yellow brook which was 111 oh damn oh so, yeah i so. had an s that was 103 with a oh, Q, a v and a y i was so uh, proud Okay. Well, well, I mean, who knows? Maybe let, let's hope for an S for next week. Maybe you'll get a chance to grab it next week. But um, it still counts towards your personal total, too. So, I mean, <laughs> not that my personal total will get me anywhere. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't mind well, not getting me anywhere. Yeah, but it's so that's, the, that's the thing. It's like, you know, again, I've been trying to stress, you know, just have, you know, have as much fun. If you want to try to compete and, you know, nail the points, that's awesome. You know, but uh, the main, the main thing is everybody having fun. It's um, like, ooh, I have an S for 103 points, and my A is four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Uh, or, you know, or you could be working during the day and you check Facebook once in a while, and then, oh, Chris Comley is in another part of the country again. <laughs> oh, he's <laughs> killing it. Hi, everybody. Chris Comley, yeah. broadcasting from Honolulu. Just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, drove I'm, here this afternoon. <laughs> I'm guessing either he, he's on vacation during this period or he's retired or I don't know, actually to. brian do you know what uh, chris comley's story is is he like retired or i i have no idea but he's Maybe. being he's being actually he's actually being light i mean he's only doing like 500 miles a day so okay okay that's well, actually pretty light maybe he's like invested in bitcoin so he doesn't have to work maybe <laughs> i know he does right. the iron butt rally every two years so 
Oh, nice. Wow. wow. That's, That's 12 cool. days. Cool. Um, so any, any questions about the rules that hasn't, you know, we haven't either taken up tonight or like that the MPC guys covered? I mean, given the rules, I'm certain that we could produce a, a 52 part investigative series on the rules a la serial, <laughs> but <laughs> yes, good point. <laughs> All right. But everyone's pretty cool on the rules. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Um, if you guys could do me a favor, like if it's a pain in the neck and depending if you're out on the bike, maybe it's a hassle. You just want to like post a video or photo, but when you guys do your posts, if you could put the street name, like just write out the street name in, in the, the posting. Post. Yeah. It would yeah. be, it would make my life easier because I try to keep track of who's doing what. So I know the points and whatever. And then uh, I think pretty much everyone's doing this now, but just, you know, make sure you hashtag it with moto PC 2021 this way. Cause that's what John looks like when he's searching just so he, he finds your post and, and a backup photo, because I think the first week, yeah. one of my videos got corrupted, but luckily I had a nice backup okay. photo. Yeah, it, it's sometimes I get kind of crazy with it. Like I'll have a couple photos and then I do my video and it's like, especially like the trip to Jersey yesterday. I'm like, uh, I don't have to come back. So yeah, as beautiful yeah. a ride as it was. Like I don't have to come back. So um, okay. most people ever visiting New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. Like I said, uh, you know, on the, the show Friday night, uh, you know, because uh, Ted Kettler lives in Jersey, you know, uh, until I think it was pretty much the MPC. Like my opinion of Jersey was not that great because all I was always, the only time I was in Jersey was to go someplace, right? It was going South basically, you know, you were going to Maryland or Virginia or Florida or whatever it happened to be. And so all I knew of New Jersey was, you know, Jersey Turnpike and all the industrial plants and the stink and the garbage dumps and whatever. And then here comes the MPC. And for whatever reason, most of the big town and street names, at least in this region, are in Jersey. And then I come to find all these really cool places, you know, so, so it's been it's been good for Jersey tourism, I guess, at least. Yeah, I, I traveled up and down I-95 and I see the big tea pond. That's what I found was a wastewater treatment pond. Oh, okay. Yeah. The Garden State. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> plus, plus, I spent some training at Fort Dix, New Jersey. So I. Oh, okay. Uh, so you got to know that area. Um, anybody have any ideas like strategy for the, the coming week, the last week of the, the challenge or. Uh, yes. Uh, move states. <laughs> for move <me>. states. <laughs> anybody Just else? Drive to Jersey Friday night and then do your research there. There you go. There you go. There you go. Maybe next week for the third week running, I will actually make it to Pittsburgh. Now that, Chris, that helped me, giving me that uh, route, whatever that, that was on Alameda Island. Yeah, yeah. Oh, is that where it is? And this, this Sunday, I'm going down to San Jose to ride the Pan America off-road in that uh, off-road. Oh, okay. So I'll be headed out that way. So anything okay. you can find, you know. Okay. Grab. Cool, cool. All right. So, and that was what you said around Alameda Island. That that Ralph. Oh, that, that okay was on. That okay. was Alameda, but anything okay. in the Bay Area, I'll be going through there Sunday, and Corey will be with me so she can take pictures, which is what she did Sunday. So okay, yeah, that no, it looked like yeah, it worked out pretty good. Like yeah, I saw you with the bike, and I guess she grabbed. Yeah, it was it, so. it was good, just one picture, yes. you know. You don't have to yeah, do yeah, yep, yep. Signed bike rider, <laughs> nice and easy, <laughs> easy peasy. Okay, cool. Yeah, um, yeah, that shouldn't be a problem. Um. It'll be kind of cool. It's a little hectic this week, but um, sure. Wednesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I'm doing a California Superbike School down in. Well, that's the other funny thing, right? So, I'm I'm doing this, you know, training at Jersey Motorsports Park, which is Southern Jersey, and I was gonna grab, you know, one one of the high point signs 
was almost down there and I had it originally on my route. And I'm like, this makes no sense to be like, drive all the way down there to get this sign and then be driving down you know, for the next couple of days. Cause I'm not going to take the bike. I'm just going to drive my Jeep down. Um, but fortunately I found a substitute for like four, four points, you know, less that was North kind of on the loop. I was going to do. So that worked. That's, that's another yeah. suggestion for next year. Like uh, you should get bonus points for doing a track day or a training. Oh, that, yeah. well, I know. Well, uh, you know, they, it sounded yeah. like John may pick, you know, he, he got your right. idea about that. And this maybe next week's challenge may be something skills related, I think, but we'll, we'll Hey, see. Chris, I got to ask you something about yeah. uh, a question I had when I was scouting. So I had, the, there's four really good high point streets in my route. So I wanted to make, just get the highest two other two letters. And it turns out they're at the same intersection. <laughs> so is that, is that a one shot photo? Can you use the same intersection I, for both? I, I, all right. So, so you, you have two streets that intersect, right? Yeah. So I would, yeah. Take one photo if you want, you know, just you, the bike and the photo, and I would submit it twice, you know, just submit it once. Yeah, well, yeah, the street, I, submit it the again. angle I was street. at, you could, you could actually get both <laughs> yeah. names with the bike in the shot. You know, I, I know of no reason that's not cool. <laughs> Anybody, anybody, anybody know why further. that would be an objection? Why not? Yeah, yeah. As as long as you know, there's no requirement uh, that you can't be on the no. same sign. I didn't read anything, but I don't, you know, yeah. figure out ask. No, that, yeah, no, that that's awesome. That's sweet. That's sweet. If you can get two for one, what the hell? Well, and they <laughs> turned out to be two of the they're they're two of the highest of the N in, and the A in, in that area where I'll be on the route. So I figured it was it was really kind of a, a luck thing. I, I went into base camp. I started throwing in the okay you know the different names you could see yeah. where the waypoints were and that's how i okay figured that, they were on my path through that's your mapping software base camp yeah i use okay. base camp yeah i've heard of it i've never used it but yeah well it, it goes with the garmin and it it, it takes a little little while to figure it out it's, mm -hmm. it's the, the biggest problem with, with base camp is you, if you update the maps on the computer or on your GPS, and they're not the same maps that you make the route in. Oh. When you go to, like, if you make, take a, a, a one map, an update on the base camp, and then you make your route, and then you put it on your GPS, but it's a different map update. It's not like the current version of version. it. Mm -hmm. It recalculates it, and it, it just throws it into a fit. Okay. So the idea is you, you want to Keep always it. make sure you're pushing the, the, the map over to the other one that's the same map and then then it works like a champ really yeah. but it takes a lot of getting used to it. a lot of people are using uh google now to make yeah own. i mean i use google pretty much all the time the only problem is if you want a specific route you know like because because it's pretty much like so you go on your computer google maps and you set your de destinations and what the order is and then you send it to your phone like fine so it'll have exactly those destinations but then the app on the phone may remap it depending on given current conditions, what's the best route. Mm -hmm. So you either end up putting lots of way, you know, waypoints, lots of stops to force it to go the way you want, or you use a different app, I guess. Well, I have to use Google maps also, because what happens is one of the routes I want to put on into mine from by the name, it does, it's hard to find it through Basecamp. It's not easily searchable. Mm -hmm. So okay. it's called route 250 in base camp but the, the name the name of the road you can see in google so i have to 
I use Google as a check, you know, yeah. sort of against that. And it's easy to, to make sure you're, you're getting the, you, know, you got cross reference them basically. But other than that, I mean, I, so I just put my Zumo in the, in the holder and just takes me the whole, oh, like you guys do. I'm That's, sure. Yeah. I actually was thinking about this when I was riding around yesterday. It's like, I don't know if I would do the MPC if it wasn't for like Google maps and Excel and, and, and not that obviously you can just, you know, open the street, you know, it's a paper map or, or you can just ride around and find streets like you, but like, if, if you want to kind of get good points, like I just can't see yeah. like without, I, I don't even remember. Well, it's not totally true, but it's like, like there were days. Remember that when like you would on a car trip and you had like a paper map and you had to like fold it back. So it was, you know, small enough to put on the <laughs> dash or whatever, <laughs> you know, and you would like yeah. have highlighter all over the place. And then, yeah. you know, after a couple of trips, you had to throw it out and get another one. And well, we used was, to get there those, was a time uh, they were free, like a, a lot of gas stations, right? Had free used to get the triple A trip ticks. Remember those? Yep. Yeah. 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 Little right. flip maps that you, you know, they took you down. Was custom kind of put yep. together for you or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, Chris, no, I do not remember those days. <laughs> That's a long time ago. I can't imagine why. Ask yep. your ask ask your parents. I'm sure <laughs> they'll have memories. When it comes to the maps, I was I was like a, a really a last holdout for, for having a map at a map case with me. Oh, like on the bike? riding group it was like uh i would be go to pennsylvania or something like that or on any trip we really west virginia or anywhere i'd go to AAA and i just bulk up on maps and even though i had the gps i liked having the map case yeah. you know mm-hmm. and yeah. because you could kind of see you know well if i just stay on this it'll bring me to this place and but it's been probably a couple of years now i haven't even really used the maps it just yeah. No, unexpectedly, kind of... I actually still have a paper map. Oh, I guess a Rand McNally Atlas of the United States. And I use it not necessarily for navigation, but every time I finish with a road trip, I just simply put down in pen where I went. Right, yeah. um, and that's also a, a partially a matter of like uh, feeling accomplished and like showing all the places that I've gone. But also whenever I'm planning a new weekend trip, I can look at the map and f- see where I haven't gone and then therefore expand where it is that I was going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I haven't. I only looked at it once. I haven't done it in a while, but if you use Google maps, I guess Google, whether you're navigating someplace or not, Google is constantly keeping track of where you are. Um, so like if you go to Google maps, there's like a history thing and it will show you like all the trips you've done <laughs> when you had your phone on you. Uh, in my case, Google maps keeps track of all the places where I want to go. Ah, <laughs> I have over 15,000 locations saved worldwide. So as you guys were saying earlier, which mapping systems that you use, I use Google because I am in too deep. The ability to get out and change systems at this point is Herculean. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I hear you. <laughs> so, John, you have a paper map there? What was that? Yeah. So uh, these are the AAA maps I used to get. Oh, yeah. Okay. And and so I I have a workbench over here and I used to take take them out. I used to highlighter them or you actually the highlight would fade. Yep. So I pull like a Sharpie on it. Okay. And then, uh, I, but I used to throw them in the corner on my desk over here, my, my workshop. And I thought I could maybe grab one, but I must've cleaned them up. One of the first things I did when COVID hit, I found all this time at home. Mm-hmm. So I went through the garage, the shed, the basement, and I just dragged out like dumpsters worth of stuff. And I must've tossed them out. But uh, just to, I was going to show you, I you know, you I'd fold them up just the right size. And but, yeah, I don't do it anymore. Yeah, yeah, I, I reluctantly got a phone mount for my bike. And when I bought it, 
when the guy the guy originally bought it in 2011 he had the zumo the garmin zumo harley davidson gps fairing mounted so it's great but it has none of the current street names in it so i updated it um last week i bought the map update but it's so slow and it's so hard to program because you know they can't fit all the letters on one page you have to you know it's like a through n and then you have to go to another page um and it doesn't do traffic you know it's nice because it's right there but then you know and i never wanted to have the phone mounted on the bike because i didn't want to see text messages or anything like that but you know with the phone and the uh the cardo uh, helmet audio it's 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 much better and then you, you live traffic it's easier to input so i just gave up yeah, on, that, the, that's, on the zumo yeah one thing i'll say is if you use google maps on your phone on your motorcycle you definitely need touch does everybody still hear me i could hear you chris and gina chris froze i think everybody's <laughs> yeah oh dear there's an outage on long island oh <laughs> I, I was I very self uh, self conscious for a moment that it was me who froze. <laughs> no, no the raccoon came through the fiber optic. Chris here. is the only one that's froze. Oh no! Yeah, yeah he's frozen. I, uh, Gina, do you want to shout I'm upstairs? Still <laughs> You're still alive. Yeah. All right. I don't mean to yell in your ear. Hang on a second. Hey, can you hear me? You're frozen. <laughs> he's probably telling a good story too. <laughs> so good that the internet censored him. Uh oh. I'm a host now. Okay, this is you. Jerry, Jerry, what I was gonna say is you're not um you're not you gave up on the Zumo basically. What what yeah. uh, which one was it? Oh god, I think it's the is it a 550 or a 660? Okay, yeah, so the five I have the 550. Oh, okay. And I'll tell you, I'm glad I stuck it out because really? because yeah, over the years I got I've been frustrated with it because it is a little bit slow. Yeah. Uh, but I find that you know, there's no need for me to upgrade because I sort of I'm patient with it when it's slow. It's it's sort of, uh, you know, 2005 technology in it, you know, kind of thing. But if but you get unlimited uh, map upgrades, you know, so it's so I just continue to upgrade the maps. And, you know, it's kind of, great. Once you learn something, it's kind of it's the way you do it. And so with the map, with the with the base camp. I used to use Map Source, which was before it, but um, the the base camp. Once you learn it, because you can, you know, you can make a track from the route, and then now you, if it if it gets screwed up, you can just follow the track. Mm-hmm, if it mm-hmm. Recalculates weird, so you know it helps to have friends that are in the same boat using the same uh, units, you know, so that you can kind of get their advice. But I'm really oh, glad that I stuck it out. John, do you have the Garmin uh, six? No, I just have the five fifty. Okay, it's. I got, it, I, I got the Garmin Nav six on my XR, and okay. uh, I have a touch touch screen on it, and okay. they sent a new unit for free. So they're oh, pretty wow. good as far as customer service. So if you well, have a problem, I'll send you. One of the things that was really really cool was I bought this GS used. Okay, and it has this. Um, I don't know if you can see it has the the mount here, right? And yep. and and it just so happens that the Zumo that I have fits here. Oh, cool! So it it, it pops right in, locks in like like it was built for the bike, and I, so I don't have to put it like on a ram mount or anything like that. Right. And the only thing is, I I, I can't use the wheel over here. I wonder you know? what will work. I got but, you. But but so I I that actually reinforced my 
happiness with the Zumo because, right. you know, it fits right in there. I mean, I couldn't have got luckier. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you, the Nav 6 is expensive, but it shows you all your all your engine parameters and yeah. temperatures. And it's just, once you have it, it's awesome to have. Yeah. I mean, you it's have probably, a, not worth the, probably not worth the initial price, but uh, once yeah. you have it, you go back from it. Well, you know, I when I was buying this one last year, there were a couple other ones for sale. One one other one was a little bit closer to me in Pennsylvania, but the guy was having title problems and he already sold it to somebody else. I just missed it. And that one had the the mount with the actual nav, whatever system. And you know, I I guess it probably would have been nice to have that, but if mine fits, I was just like, well, that's yep. going to solve my problem for a while. And I haven't really looked back on it, but, but I agree with you. I mean, I, well, I was just, you know, I watched these YouTube videos. I watched this guy, lamb chop rides, uh, some British guy. And he just took, took the, uh, the 2021 KTM super adventure mm-hmm. out. And, and he reviewed this thing. This motorcycle is just unbelievable. The computer on it and what, the settings that you can change. And, and I thought to myself, Oh, I'm, I'm going to run out and get one of these, you know, <laughs> here's, here's the, funny this is thing. Back, huzzah. here's the funny thing. Last week, you, uh, you Chris slammed Wilson America did. for having a chain. The KTM has a chain. Yeah, no, no. I, first of all, yeah, I, I didn't slam so it for it, having the chain. I, I have chains. I've always had chains on a bike somewhere, but it's, I think it's the demographic is not crazy about the chain. Uh, they like these drives, you know, these, these, these drive shafts, you know, I, to me, I like having the shaft. I don't have to really mess with it for, for my bike, but um, it is, you're right. That one does have a chain and I'm not against chains, but uh, I just, I think that the the shaft drive on the GS is really nice. I think it, it, it does make a difference for people. A lot of people have something in their head. They'd rather not have a chain, but uh, but the, the technology on the, the super adventure is pretty wild. Again, again, I've, I've rode them all. And to me, the 1250 GS is hands down the best bike ever. Right. I've got a 12, I've got a S 1000 XR. It's a hot ride. It's fun, but it's not near the bike. The uh, GS is not even close. Right. The same way with the uh, KTM, not even close to the same bike. Yeah. This, well, this the super adventure though, has some, it has like this uh, thing I never heard of. Um, it's anti-dive. Like the I guess the GS towel lever makes it so it doesn't dive as much, right? So that's a big feature of it. So he was saying in the review that the, the software s- stiffens up when you're riding at a sporting pace. Like it'll just, the computer will anti-dive the front end. Now, does your XR do that? Well, it, it does, but that's the problem. That's the problem with the GS is it doesn't dive, right? So when you when you're when you're trail braking, you want that contact patch on the front tire squished out. You want that weight, yeah. right? So that's the that's the great thing about a conventional fork, and the bad thing about the uh, the telelever fork. You're still getting weight Thank though on the front tire, aren't you? Somewhat, but it doesn't dive. It doesn't dive like a like a traditional bike, right? So I've so I jumped back from the uh, the GS to a CRF 450 Supermoto bike to a 300 Ninja, and those bikes really plant the force down the front tire. The GS just doesn't. It's it's got force there, but it's really vague feeling. When you enter the corner, it's super vague, right? Yeah, I don't have too much of a problem with it, but you know. 
it's, it's a different front end. It's it, it is very different. It's 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 almost like uh, you expect dive and it doesn't. It's yep. really light up yep. front. Yep. Um, again, I'm I'm a kind of guy. I don't care about suspension. I care about tires, right? Tires are the tires are the thing holding the holding the thing together. The suspension is just feel, right? Yeah. I, I get all that, but I will tell you the GS has got that vague feel, and to induce that vague feel in a conventional fork, I think it's I think it's a bad thing. But whatever. I mean, I don't care. Well, I, I think you I think all like, around the GS is the best bike. I think the I think the idea is we you want to keep the suspension from bottoming, and keep it active. You know what I mean? That's I think the the thought behind the the anti dive, right? On, on the suspension. So. What's the uh, the Italian bike that Kawasaki just bought? Like the small. Well, the, B- the Bomoda. Bomoda, right? Because they they've got the interesting front suspension setup, which I wonder the, is that the same issue that you don't get as much loading on the front tire? Mm, it's it's probably more like the BMW Telelever, right? Cause it's got yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's probably why that never never took off. Yamaha had the GTS that way, and a lot of MotoGP bikes have tried that, but never worked out because yep. riders didn't like the feel. Yep, gotcha, <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Okay, all right. Well, well, fortunately, sorry, sorry to cut you off. Fortunately, everything kept recording, so <laughs> it's hopefully you guys have had a good show there. While a good I, chat about I actually, GPS, I, I actually had to reboot the computer. It was really weird, like. Chrome just died on me. I couldn't get yeah. into Zoom. I've been eventually rebooted. So, um, yeah. anyone you remember? Your lucky stars, because since I am the only legitimate dictator in the room, and since I was made host, I didn't lose <laughs> <take> my powers. <laughs> well, good for you. Good for you. Anybody remember what I was saying before I froze? <laughs> so we were, uh, we were talking about. Uh... <laughs> oh, so no, I said touch Google gloves. Maps. Oh, yeah. See, uh, that's what yeah. it is. Google and Chrome, they 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 heard me. They heard you. They shut me down. So now now our uh our, all our Google homes are gonna be against us tonight. But yeah, so what I was gonna say is if you don't have touch gloves, you're riding along and then you get that nice message. Uh we've detected traffic ahead. Do you wanna either stay on the current route or accept the new route? And then if you don't have touch gloves, you can't answer. And then it blocks like a portion of your screen. Except my touch gloves don't work on my iPhone, but they work on my Garmin. Here's what they do. They offer tiny little bottles of touch sensitive, not quite like paint, but kind of like almost latex coating. Um, They do peel off quite regularly. But if you do it on the tip of your finger instead of the pad, it comes off much less regularly, especially if you put it between uh, the leather seams. And so uh, you can still use your phone that way. But wait, you're talking about those stick on things or you're saying it's like something you paint on? There's a uh, slurry you can make, I think, that you can dip your fingertips in. I forget what doesn't work. I, I tried it. Yeah. It, it's a wrapper. Yeah, it didn't work for me. Yeah, it G4. might depend on the brand because I, I I haven't had trouble with it in over a year, and like that's okay. also with like riding in the rain and whatnot. I mean, uh, yeah, well. sometimes it kind of r- requires a few touches, but but still, it's still there. Okay. Yeah, I've tried some stick-on things and it just didn't didn't work that well. So yesterday, actually, I was I was gonna wear my you know when it got warmer, I was gonna wear my heroic gloves, which I love, but unfortunately they're not touch sensitive, so I switched to Dianese. So. Uh, so it goes. Uh, yeah, so, sorry, 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 Todd from Heroic. I, I had to switch gloves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go ahead, Gina. No, mine on Sunday too. I ran into the same thing, and uh, what I, I couldn't get, uh, couldn't push the buttons to get my music back going, and I had to pull over and turn my music back on. <laughs> yeah, yep, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's, yes, that is that's, one saving that's grade the beauty of cycles. 
the, the one saving grace of motorcycles is that they are so small you can pull over pretty much anywhere. Yeah, true. But it's a but it's a hassle. Voice commands. Say? That's yeah. where it's at. Yeah, you Brian. Like, what are you gonna say? Sorry. But that's uh, the beauty, guys. I got a scoot. I got a yeah. scoot. I'll, uh, so you, okay. John. So All right, John. For, uh, thanks. Look for my points on Wednesday. I'm, I'm hoping they're as big as your spreadsheet said they were going to be. So okay, awesome, cool, cool, cool. All, All right, thanks we'll, for joining, we'll John. Catch you guys later. All See right, you. take Good it later. easy. Ciao. Good night, John. All right, so uh, I, I was kind of thinking of winding it down anyway. Um, but before, yeah, good. I didn't hear what, what Brian was saying. I missed that. Oh, sorry, good, Brian. Well, I was saying that's the beauty of cruise control. You can put the cruise on, take your glove off, do what you need to do, and then go back to it. Oh, that's an interesting point. Ah, yeah, okay. Especially if you don't mind riding no hands. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I I usually set the back seat anyways when I'm doing that stuff. So. <laughs> okay. Well, I say oh one of the one of those guys. Say what? Put your glove in your mouth. <laughs> put your legs up on the, the tank or whatever um but <laughs> uh but before we wind it down um gene i know you're not really a big podcast listener but you can certainly chime in but um so given everyone that the rest of you all listen to podcasts and um given you know we were talking about how throttled has just kind of you know shut down and uh, loud pipe shut down a few episodes before that um, I'm just curious what, if any input, because one of the things I'm trying to decide is like, what's the direction to go with this podcast? Um, this MPC is kind of given a chance to kind of whatever, do a little something a little bit different and kind of regroup a little bit. You know, I had started out wanting to just help get more people into motorcycling and helping beginners. And that kind of, I got really interested in racing, you know, so I started covering a lot of racing kind of stuff and interviewing people, you know, in the racing industry, which has been a ton of fun. And there's a lot of people that like it, but I certainly lost some listeners. So I'm just curious if you guys have any suggestions, you know, given things you liked about podcasts that have gone away or other podcasts you listen to. I don't want to just do the same thing everybody else is doing, but yep. any, any suggestions on a, yeah, on a direction I, I to go? Yeah. So for me, industry. So the industry news, Brap talk has that covered. Yep. Brap talk. Good. Yep. So, yep. so you, as far as dealing with the uh, B level Moto America guys, that's awesome. The, the twins cup, those, yeah. those guys, it's good. It's good where you're at that direction. Mm -hmm. Right. So, so keep it there. Keep it to what you're doing personally, as mm -hmm. far as developing yourself as a writer, but as far as doing industrial news, there's no point. Brap talk yeah. has it covered. So yeah. I think doing that, uh, amateur road racing, you know, semi pro level road racing is really good. And Moto America, that's, that's where you're really good at and your mm -hmm. photography you're getting involved with Moto America. I think yeah. you need to pursue that. So that's where I see you. You're okay, cool. awesome. No, you, do, you do an awesome job. It. Okay, yeah, thank you. No, I appreciate that. Yeah. Jerry? I would say or, sorry, G4. Sorry. Yeah. I was I would say from my own personal experience, your beginner advice was absolutely invaluable. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good to know. Um, uh, going off of what uh, Brian was saying, you, you definitely are very unique, especially in the American scene for being right there with the um, uh, uh, racers. I know you had actually brought to me an idea a long time ago that you would set, uh, start a, a shadow podcast of So You Want to Race a Motorcycle. Right. And I almost think that would be a good idea because then you could kind of like separate the types of topics that you're working with. Yeah. You might have fewer listeners per feed, but I think that um, uh, if, if you were to uh, have the different feeds, 
because then you could capture the people who wanted to hear about racing motorcycles and not beginner stuff. And then you could also uh, capture the people who wanted to hear about beginner stuff and not racing motorcycles. And mm -hmm. so if you were to put all of the feeds together, then you would have more listeners overall. But yeah, yeah. yeah. G4, don't you think it's, it's basically where Chris is at? So he's kind of a beginner writer, right? right. He's working on his writing and he's looking towards racing. So if, if he does his podcast where he's at right now, it covers a lot of people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, no, I, I think, yeah. I mean, I think G4 is saying just for his own, like person, like what he's looking for content wise. Um, it's not G, G4. I think that's a good suggestion. Like the, the thing I ran into to Brian's point of view, right. Is so like I started out the podcast as a fairly new writer. So I'm like, okay, uh, you know, I'm not an instructor. I, you know, I'm not going to tell people this is what you do. This is what you don't do. But I was like, okay, what I can do is I can interview people like Keith Code and whatever who've been doing this a long, and long time. Like me. And, <laughs> exactly. You know, and and you know, expose people to them and their books and their material. You know, having John Delvecchio on was was really helpful. Um, Brian, you've never, other than this, like you've never been on as as a guest just yourself, but you know, just sure. things that you and I have interchanged on. You know, suggestions that you've had and the experience that you've right, had. Right. You know, with like a super coach, right? Was it super coach? Super, super bike coach. Super bike coach. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Jerry, how about you? Any uh, thoughts? Yeah, you know, like the racing. I agree with Brian. I don't think anybody's doing the level of coverage you do and the, the types of interviews you do. I was a lot more into racing years ago, and I, to be honest, it's just hard to find sometimes on you yeah. know with streaming services and. Uh, but the industry news, <clears throat> yeah, Jensen Beeler's got that all covered. And right. But I always right. think they get things wrong. And sometimes I, I listen to other podcasts where maybe people talk about a bike or a direction a company's going from people that are not in the industry's point of view. You know, and I think always that's interesting, you know, uh, because, you know, sometimes you want to, you know, you, you listen to a podcast and you're like, no, nah, that's right. That's not right. You know, and you want right. to shout back at them. So, you know, maybe maybe a mix you know, because I think some of the other podcasts, like I'll listen to Nokomoto, I'll listen to Motorcycles and Misfits and a couple of other ones. And, you know, sometimes they have like segments where they'll, you know, uh, cover different segments of motorcycling. Um, so it's a little bit for everybody. Right. Yeah. Um, so maybe you pick a different bike or and, and go into that or maybe some moto news uh, d uh, acquisition or direction of companies going. And then then you could do that, that paddock kind of uh, uh you know, race focused, uh, segment, you know, so mm -hmm. I right. like mix for me because, you know, okay. yeah. yeah. So Chris, Chris, you're, you're hitting like, uh, so Greg White's podcast, you're hitting below that. Yeah, exactly. The, exactly. That's the missed part. Right. Yeah. They're not good. They're not hitting the twins. Right. Yeah. So that twin class is so diverse. And then you also have Kyle Weinman. So you have an entry with him, but you're not hitting the same thing as Jason Pridmore and Greg White. You're kind of getting the next guys. Right. And that, that's really good. That's yeah. a really top, a really topic that's not being hit. That that was kind of my my thought about it. I mean, one, it was good. easy to get those guys, honestly. Like, you know, yeah, just because yeah. you know, but but then I was like, Yeah, like these guys aren't getting exposure, you know. Right. Um, so and and it and to me it's just it, it was kind of interesting, right? Because I watched Twins Cup the first year. I forget what it, what year did this 2016? I think it was the first year they ran the class. Yeah. And yeah. there was only like eight bikes in the race that I watched. But it was just, it was like neck and neck. It was like really competitive. I'm like, this is really cool. This is why I want to watch racing. Like, I don't want to, 
know before the race starts who's going to win. Like, I want to see the competition. And uh, it just turns out to be a really cool bunch of guys. And, you know, a lot of them are just shoestring budget. They're just yeah, know, and getting, then, getting that, their bike for barely from one race to the next. And they're out there just killing it, you know. And that that twin class is the neglected class in the Moto America. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. So, I mean, the Rocco Landers, like, he's in 600. He's, like, mediocre, right? So, like, there's there's no crossover. It's that twins yeah. class. That twins class is where you need to be. And that's yeah. good. You got the yeah. made the connections, right? Yeah. yeah. That's you know, yeah, I that's actually want to back fun. up to what Jerry was saying. And I was thinking about like the types of content that you could put out uh, and like the, the areas that you could focus on. And I actually think it's uh, uh, almost better for you to do just solely what you enjoy yourself because you bring a very unique perspective. I mean, even among motorcycle uh, journalists and whatnot, um, but then also from your own perspective of like a, a, a comparison comparatively new rider and like going out on all these adventures and whatnot. And I think it almost might be better for you to just focus on purely what you enjoy yourself. And I, mm-hmm. if that is news, um, well, and so what if other people are doing it, you can still bring your own perspective to it. And it sure. is that perspective, which sets you apart more than any individual topic that exactly. you Exactly. Yep. Yeah. So okay. basically fair, Chris, fair point. don't panic. Do whatever <laughs> you enjoy. Don't panic. Actually, you know, I'm going to adopt that as another motto for the podcast. Yes, Jerry already gave us. There's no crying in motorcycles, which I really like. So, <laughs> well, I stole that one from uh, Nokomoto. So, oh, did you copyright it? Okay, yeah, that, that's fine. All right, so we'll, we'll put like a little credit down there for them. So, all right, awesome. I, I appreciate that. Um, Gina, anything you want to throw in other than don't do two podcast episodes a week? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I. I think, you know, G4 kind of nailed it with with your perspective and, and yeah. your own viewpoints on all of these things you've been experiencing and going along. I wouldn't, I would definitely communicate that, you know, to the newer listeners who, you know, maybe incorporate that into your intro and the rest of that, as far as where you come from, where you're at, yeah. you know, so it, it gives people a perspective that you're not just talking about racing, you're not, you know only talking about these things that they know, okay, well, here's a guy who's in the same position I am, right? you know, right. and here's what he's done and, you know, still incorporate um, whatever you can as far as advice to new writers and something that, you know, keep them interested or to help them move forward. But also, like you said, what you like, what you enjoy. I mean, I love going to the races, you know, yeah. with you and mm-hmm. I have a blast doing it. Yeah, I'm not yeah. any sort of, you know, Pro. Like I said, I don't even want to parkway. So. <laughs> right. But, right. Uh, right. So I anyone, have my own perspective, my own viewpoints, yeah. and yeah. you know, yeah. things like that. So, yeah. good point. Good do point. what you like doing. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, what's one last question on that? Um, so, one of the things I was looking at, right? So, the episodes that prior to this, these NPC episodes, right? I've just been trying to make these short and sweet, but the prior episodes, you know, I've got my little, it's like my long spiel at the beginning, you know, my mission is blah, 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 which actually I'm thinking of just maybe moving that to like episode zero and saying, you know, starting out saying, hey, it's Chris Guys. If you want to know what this is all about, listen to episode zero, right? So, if you're an existing listener, you don't have to skip over that every time. Um, and then the other thing was, you know, I have my little advertising plugs and whatever kind of in the, the middle of the show. Keep that stuff. Like, is, is that annoying to you guys? Because you're no. hearing the same thing over and over and you, you got to fast, fast forward. forward over it. Yeah. Okay. You know, but I think if you're new to a podcast, you want to get an idea of what you're going to get into. So I think if you're trying to pull new uh, listeners in, that's yeah. helpful. 
Right. And you know, when when I get when I listen to podcasts, I've always listened to. I just hit that forward thirty second little okay until you get to that. Just jump <laughs> past it. But yeah, I think it's good to have if you want to you know engage people that may yeah. have not listened before. Yeah, I, I mean that that was my thought. But yeah, go ahead to you for. I was going to say, from my own perspective, uh, I am almost disincentivized from donating more because I like my position as first and foremost. I'm the club member before. <laughs> I don't want to lose that. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. Brian, anything on that? I uh, know. I think you're doing great. Like I like your focus, and I like what where, what direction you're going. Mm-hmm. Just keep up, keep it up. What what you're interested yeah. in, right? Okay. Like. like I've got a bunch of California kids, up and coming guys like Rossi Moore that are going to be the next Cameron Bobier. You know, mm-hmm. I, I see these guys, but I don't see the East Coast guys, right? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of cool. And it's nice also, like, if you uh, need any information, like, I see the up and coming guys here in California, you know, the okay. little kids. Okay. So. Cool, cool, cool. All right. No, that's a good but thing. I, I think yeah. when you were out, though, you know, Brian and John were talking about trail breaking. They started to get into that conversation. Mm-hmm. Started talking about, you know, uh, mechanical means like telelever versus you know electronic mm-hmm. valving. Like I love that kind of discussion. You know, sure. so maybe like stuff like that helps me learn a little bit too. And and I found that really interesting. So stuff like that could be interesting content. Okay. Remember your old monologues of when you would like talk about all of what you had learned about like, um, uh, like gear and, and yeah, whatnot. Yeah, yeah, and it yeah. wasn't necessarily an interview. It was just you sharing what you had learned. Mm-hmm. I, I like that too. Cause you had a really good perspective that you helped me literally. Okay, cool. Good to know. Okay. That, that kind of stuff, Chris, if you ever need to know about trail breaking, and again, you're going to all these schools, you know, all about it. Right. And the Yamaha champ school is really about no trail breaking. So yeah. they know more than I could possibly give you. But if you would ever need any insight on that, I'll tell you all about it. Trail okay. breaking is the most important thing oh, any sure. up and coming writer should should use. It's, it's yep. important. I mean, I use it every day. You know? Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Way to yeah. set yourself up there for an interview, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's great stuff, yeah. though. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. I just thought, I mean, yeah, what's the percentage of riders that know anything about that? You know, they're yeah, out there. I've had people, you know, they walk in, they buy a bike. They think it's just a bicycle with a motor on it. They have no idea. And I'll tell you, Chris Code saved my life. When I started motorcycling again, when I was 40, I was trained by a bunch of highway patrol cops, uh, highway three guys that were motorcycle cops. And they gave me the Keith Code books. They gave me uh, the video. And I went on a ride. I did the, uh, it was a ride around the five boroughs for the widows and orphans of 9-11. This is 2003, and I had a Honda VTX. I was a really bad rider. And I'm riding with a bunch of Highway 3 cops on the Interboro. And I panicked a few times. And if I didn't have that theory to think through what I was doing, I would have died. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you know, so many people out there just jump on a bike. They don't get training. And I think it's right. important to touch on these topics. Absolutely. But, but here's, here's the thing, right? Like Keith Code, his whole thing was slow look press and roll it was it was picking up the throttle through the corner that's that's gone out the window so he's had to change his whole curriculum so it's all about breaking until you can see the exit right so it's yeah. if you if you look at any motor gp guy they break to the apex right until they can see the exit then they pick up the throttle but if you're not on the brakes on a blind corner man what are you doing like you've got to be prepared when you can't see the exit of the corner you have to be on the brakes 
You have to be trailbreaker. And I used to think you never touch the brakes into a corner. I used to panic. And then right. about six, seven months yeah, ago, but, I started but, getting into trail braking. And I it still changed do. my, you know. But how, how many people, if, when you watch them on a mountain road, they break through a corner? Yeah. That's what you should do. That's yeah. what you no, that's I, what think, you I, I, I try right. to break through the apex right now. That's yeah. my, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to learn and, and get comfortable with trail braking. But back then it was simple things like, put, you know, uh, like counter steering, you know, looking through the turn, rolling on a little bit throttle. I was coming out of my lane on the Interboro. These guys were going so fast and I saw a car next to me and I thought through the, the Keith Code stuff at the time. And I went through the checklist in my head and I, you know, I, I, I counter steered, looked into the turn, rolled on some throttle, leaned into it. And I got through the turn. But if I hadn't known any of that stuff i just right. probably would have just right panicked. across yeah but that's but that's the thing you know like uh it's like a pendulum spinning it faster brings the arc out slowing See. it down brings the arc in so you can actually be on the brakes in the corner if the if the corner opens up you can let off the brakes and start applying throttle but if it tightens up which it usually does you can apply more brakes because you've already got the front pressure you've got you've got the brake pressure on it and you can apply more pressure Right. So that's that's the point. Like out, out here in California, 90 percent of the corners are blind corners. You have no idea what's on the other side of the corner and you don't even know where the apex is. So you're breaking to the apex and the apex is where you can see the exit. Exit. Right. 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 Incidentally, Chris, I think I have an idea for the next episode topic. Oh, OK. <laughs> Shoot. Trail breaking. Trail breaking and you. Uh, how'd you guess? <laughs> cool, cool, cool. All right, everybody. Uh, awesome. I appreciate the input. That's uh, it's greatly, greatly appreciate. It'll be a big help. So I'm thinking uh, we'll we'll wind it down. So uh, maybe we'll do some sign-offs. G4, you want to give your words of wisdom? Uh, okay, what with it? Um, uh, there's no crying on motorcycles. Just do what you enjoy because it's always time to ride. <laughs> yeah, awesome, awesome. There you go. Jerry? <laughs> Oh, I don't know. I stole one before, so uh, I don't have anything original, but, uh, you know, just just ride. Just yeah. ride. Find a reason and ride. I like that one. That's cool. Gina? Um, hmm. Bye. Bye, <laughs> <laughs> <Hi>, everybody. <laughs> uh, just ride safe and have fun. That's all. Awesome. Cool, cool. Brian, second to last word? Yeah, so be safe because this is the most freaking dangerous thing you can possibly do. Yeah. Next to crab fishing. Amen, bro. I was going to say, have a career. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, if you need to contact me, have any questions about the show, just send an email to so you want to ride at yahoo.com. And uh, you can check out my website, so you want to ride a motorcycle.com, where you'll find links to my Facebook page and Instagram and past episodes and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, once again, thank you for listening. And just remember, whatever you do, it's always time to ride. Good night, everybody. Thank <laughs> you.